0: This episode of Street Focus is brought to you by FreshBooks. Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today, my guest co-host is my good friend, photographer, author and podcaster and the voice behind the Candid Frame podcast, Ibarion Pirello. Hi Ibarion X, how have you been since I last saw you in LA a couple weeks ago?
1: Oh, I'm 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 really good.
0: <laughs> good. Well, we have to uh, tell the the story of why you're you my special co-host today. That wasn't quite the plan. <laughs> we uh, we did a uh, we call co- Led a workshop in LA together la- uh, two weeks ago with a great group of uh, of street photographers from pretty much all over the country, and um, after the workshop was uh, was wrapped up, we um, we met with three other s- three students, Steve, Ryan, and Philippe, who were such good sports, and we did a recording for the show, video and all, and um, we we thought it was a wrap, <laughs> and there's <laughs> something went wrong with the audio, so. We had nothing. <laughs> so since uh,
1: recording tip for anyone recording audio, wear your headphones. That's right. And if you're gonna look funny on camera, wear your headphones.
0: <laughs> so since the X was in charge of the audio, I said, "Well, you're not off the hook. You're gonna have to be my co-host for this episode. So welcome." Thanks. And so today we will answer questions about how much of street photography is serendipity and how much is preparation, and also whether sharpness really matters in street photography. Then we will announce the winners of the last street challenge, and uh, then we will announce a new one and give our picks of the week. So first our Q and A segment. And question number one was sent to us by Leo Deegan. I hope I'm saying his name right. He says, "I'm new to street photography. It feels to me that much of getting a shot is happenstance. I have never heard this word before. Is that how you say it? Yeah, like serip- serendipity, I guess. Um, in your experience, how much of street photography is serendipity, and how much is forethought? I love that question. Ibar you next. What's uh, your take uh, on this?
1: That's an awesome question. Yep. Uh, I think when you, I think when we first start uh, photographing on the street, it is." happenstance because you don't know how to see on the street it's so much different from any kind of other photography that's that's out there so you're you're out there with a camera and you're just reacting and not really thinking how to build a photograph but i think over time as you as you get better and better you start realizing that street photography is actually the art of combining all these disparate unrelated elements and within the context of the frame making them something Um, As we, you know, as we, as I was talking about during the workshop, for me, I'm often looking for lighting and setting even before I look for a subject and lighting and setting will determine exactly where I stand in relation to the light in terms of background. And once I've found that I'm just waiting for my subject and I'll jockey my position relative to the light relative to the background in order to make a shot. Uh, there are times when I'm just walking down the street and I will just see something, but I'm still processing the light, uh, the setting, what's in the foreground, what's in the background when I'm making the shot. So I think to to a certain degree, there is a degree of serendipity and luck, but I think that for street photographers that are that are able to be consistent, they start building their photographs even before they've discovered a subject. Even Joel Meyerowitz, Joel Meyerowitz will say that, you know, he has certain intersections in New York that he favors, and I think part of that is the fact that he knows that corner so well, that he knows where the light is falling, where the shadows are falling, uh, where people are likely to come from, what he's, he's going to have in the foreground or the background. Uh, I think that, that that's really where the art of street photography is. Uh, otherwise, you're just... Pointing the camera, shooting and and rolling the dice, hoping that you get some.
0: Exactly, I I so agree with you, and it's all about anticipation and uh, and being ready and and being able to see first of all, uh, and and that's why not not every subject makes a good subject, and and you see a lot of street photographers when they're starting out, they'll just shoot pretty much anyone anywhere. You know, whether they're facing the camera or from the back, you know, not really paying attention to the stepping or, um, the expressions, the gesture, and, and all those elements are missing. You don't have much of a strong image. So it's really learning to, to see all that. And then, then, then you have you prepared. You, you know how to see that. It's preparation. And then, yes, the, the serendipity is. You know, waiting for the right subject, and and that could take a few minutes, that could take a few hours. that may never happen. and And finding that spot where you know you know where the light is going to be, you know where to position yourself. And it is true. Yeah, a, a lot of um, my friends have, have favorite spots in their in their cities, and that's why it's so important to shoot in your own city. I mean, it's great to to be able to travel, but um, you can certainly do your best work in your own environment, don't you agree?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, and there's no better practice in there. Mm-hmm. It's no better practice of being able to pull out an extraordinary image from a place that you're very, very, very familiar with. Yeah. That turns you over and over again. Because street photography is more missed than hit. You're constantly going out there making photographs. Most of them fail. But as you take a look at your images, you sort of refine how you see a particular location. Uh, especially during different types of day uh, with more or less people in it uh, from, you know, shooting at eye level, shooting at waist level, shooting from ground level, all of those things. You you start learning. It's You learn a street, you learn a city just as much as you learn a portrait subject that you photograph over and over and over.
0: That's that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, but um, and it sounds like Leo is is new at this. So what I think he sh- if he did, if he's not sure how much of it is serendipity and how much of it is preparation, you know, check out some images that you you respond to that really appeal to you and see what's what the difference is between those photographs and some average street photograph that you will see that just don't do it for you and then and look at you know the light the position of the subject the gesture all those things that make a a huge difference and and that is that is the vision of the photographer that is not serendipity that's being prepared really to to capture that that specific moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can just take a look at images in, in you know on Flickr that are dedicated to street photography, and you see the great majority of the images that are posted there are people walking down the street. And as you said, not all of those people are a very interesting subject. But mm-hmm. more importantly, the setting, the lighting, all of those things aren't really coming into play in those photographs. They're just images of people walking down the street, and someone's decided that they qualify as street photography. Yeah. But when you compare it to the stuff that's really, really good that's photographed under similar situations, under um, similar circumstances, those images become extraordinary just because the photographer is so much more aware of everything that's happening within the frame, not just the subject
0: yeah and you you can't control everything but but there are those rare moments where everything falls into place and and on any photo walk, don't expect to have a dozen keepers. that's just not realistic I mean you'll have some average images and you'll have maybe one really good shot that you can be really proud of and I think some some photographers when they start hitting the streets um get um I think they they set their expectations a little too high. And um I'm I mean I'm happy just for the the hunt of it. You know, if I if I get back with uh, without anything I'm really excited about. Just the hunt was uh, was satisfying and I think we we learn every time we hit the streets anyways whether we we come back with a keeper or not. But uh but set realistic expectation however prepared you're going to be you know there is a part of luck that will play that day or won't play but uh but put all the chances on your side and learn to see learn to anticipate the the moment learn to see the light learn to see the interesting background and then and then the the interesting subject that will walk through your frame so
1: yeah you have to think about every time you hit the streets is practice Mm -hmm. it's all it is yeah and if you come away with a couple of good images you're having a you're having a good day, but and, and I come back each time I shoot with a couple of good images. But I'm striving for the exceptional image. I'm 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 you know bad, you know I'm I'm. We're know,
0: harder I'll, on ourselves so <laughs> I'm,
1: for the fences. I know the kind of image that I'm aspiring yeah. to. Yeah. Most times when I go out there, uh, I may not get that, but I recognize that I'm going out there. I'm practicing that the bulk of the images, the the files that I'm going to be bringing back home. Are not going to be great photographs, but I'll be looking at them and I'll learn from them so that I can I can increase the chances that when I go out there the next time that I'll have something that I'm incredibly pleased with.
0: Yeah, great. Well, Leo, I hope this answers your question. Thanks for submitting uh, the the question. I think you did through Google. Any way you want, you know, email me those questions through Facebook, whatever. I'll find them. But keep sending them because without the questions, we cannot have the Q and A. So, question number two was sent by Jake Randall. Hi, Valerie. I have a question for the show. What's more important, capturing a moment or capturing a sharp image? Oh, I love this one too. <laughs> Go ahead, Bart. Your next—I know your thoughts on this.
1: Oh yeah, it's the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Henri Cartier-Bresson said it himself. Uh, sharpness is overrated.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: you take a look uh, at some of his most famous photographs. They're not sharp. They're not tack sharp, and some people would completely disregard those images because they don't see what's what's there. It's all about the the, the moment. It's not about technical perfection. Uh, anybody can get technical technical perfes- perfection for the most part with today's cameras they'll get an in focus picture it'll be sharp and all those other things but there'll be nothing there
0: no story exactly yeah without <laughs> without the story it uh, doesn't matter how sharp it is that's why you know as a street photographer you can usually weed through your pictures pretty quickly because um if the story isn't there if the gesture's not there there's nothing you're going to be able to do in post-processing that's going to change that. So, you know, get it out of your hard drive and move on. And, uh, and sharpness without story is, uh, is, is nothing. But then you can have a nice, blurry, um, moody image or noisy. Um, and black and white especially works so well with, with the, the, the grainy uh, or the noise, and uh, and you have a, a great mood, which makes it even better.
1: Yeah, and it's in the, the moment, the 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 emotion, the the drama of a moment. That's that's hard to get. Mm-hmm. I think that really separates the wheat from the chaff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in terms of uh, street photographers, because you you can get people who produce these amazing looking files, these great black and white files with all these rich blacks, and you know, just you know. Technically, they've done something in Lightroom and Photoshop that makes it look really stunning on those terms, Yeah. but there's no meat there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a meal that you've just eaten a bunch of stuff and then you're still full hungry afterwards.
0: I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, that's what they are, files, not photographs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Basically,
0: yeah. That's a good point, but, um, Jake, um, yes, just don't worry about perfection, especially in street photography. Life out there is not perfect, you know, you can't expect everything to be tack sharp, uh, and, and more often than not, you know, that imperfection will make, will, will make that image even more special, so don't, don't be, and I, I think that's why a lot of, I notice on workshops, a lot of photographers who are still kind of new at this, and, um, and don't let the gear get in the way will usually produce better work than photographers that have been, the, been doing this for a very, very long time who are so gear-oriented and, and want to keep switching lenses. And, and then they let the gear get in the way too much, and uh, they don't pay as much attention to the story. I've yeah. seen and, that and a
1: lot. And sharpness, of course, is, is a concern, and it, which is why I recommend people start an ISO of at least 400 when they're shooting on the street. To ensure that they're working with a fast enough shutter speed I mean for me I'm trying to work at, at bare minimum one 200th of a second or 250th of a second yep. if I'm trying to freeze the motion of people walking around me or some sort of action around me and to do that I need to boost the ISO to 400 whether I'm walking in a, a bright sunny side of the street or I'm suddenly moving into shade mm-hmm. if you're you know if you're shooting at ISO 100 because you want to minimize noise uh, you're most of your street photographs are going to be uh, less than sharp as a result of the fact that you're using too slow of a shutter speed.
0: That's right. And let the camera do a lot of the work, a lot of the thinking, because uh, you can only, you know, you, <laughs> you have to move really fast. So, uh, you know, f- you, use some settings that will will work in most situations and adjust along the way. But uh, don't try to be in full manual because that's the best way to uh to not get the right shot and, and miss the shot altogether. For sure. So yeah, sharpness is is overrated. Uh definitely. I, I would agree. Um and um if that's all it is, is if it's just sharp or technically perfect and there is nothing else, you don't have much of anything at all. So, uh, so move past that. And same goes with noise. Uh, don't, let, don't worry about the ISO. Crank it up, um, especially to get that, you know, to, to freeze the moment, you know, crank up the ISO and, uh, and don't worry about that. Just, just focus on what's happening in front of you, I think is the, the, the lesson here. I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor for this episode of Street Focus, and that's our friends at FreshBooks. I worked as a commercial freelance photographer for many years, and it can be a pretty stressful job. I mean, the pressure is on. You not only have to meet your client's expectation, but go above and beyond that. And there is nothing more frustrating than a client for whom you've worked so hard for doesn't pay you on time. That's why I'm happy to introduce you to FreshBooks. It's a simple online accounting software that helps thousands of photographers like you and me save time billing and get paid faster. You can create and send invoices online really easily, and you can track everything on your smartphone. And if you're like me, my smartphone has really become my office. And the fact that FreshBooks is so easy to use is really important because it lets me focus on what matters the most, and that's making photographs. I'm not a number person, and if I can remove the frustrating part of the business out of the equation, I'm going to deliver better work. I really recommend that you give FreshBooks a try. All you need is an email address, and it's totally free for the first 30 days. Just go to freshbooks.com/streetfocus and enter Street Focus in the "How did you hear about us?" section. It's that easy. Well thank you Barianex for answering those two questions with me um, They were quite uh, quite interesting good job with uh, sending those out to us um, so now we would like to announce the winners of the last street challenge and it was about nighttime street photography so there we go. just talked about sharpness and and noise and uh, so that was a, a good uh, a good challenge. To, to discuss this today. And there were quite a few entries. I asked Ibarionex to take a look today before we did the recording and pick a winner. Uh, what did you think of all the entries, Ibarionex
1: There were some really good photographs. And when it came down to my final choice, it was really hard uh, to choose because there were several images in there that I really, really liked. But uh, I finally settled on uh, Jan Lipton's photograph of the... Um, at the old night street photography, Ponte Trinata, Florence, uh, Italy. And it shows a photographer taking a photograph of a of a woman uh, near the edge of a body of water. Mm-hmm. And um, as much as I liked some of the other images in terms of how they used the, the light and and the setting, I think the reason I was drawn to this picture was because of the gesture. Yeah. The, the woman's gesture as she poses in front of this person's camera uh, was just lovely. And I think it, it demonstrated a relationship and an interaction between people that I think is often lacking from a lot of street photography. Um, so much street photography is about the lone figure walking across a, a scene that there's really nothing that kind of reveals that person's humanity beyond them being an, obviously a human being walking within a certain space. And I'm always striving to look for street photographs that reveal some sort of relationship or some sort of interaction. I think that those images are, are that much more insightful. But beyond that, I think that the the, the composition is also beautiful graphically. I mean, that, that, that thing that they're um, laying down on, whatever it is, cobblestone or whatever it is, creates this dramatic triangle mm-hmm. that leads us right to the woman in the frame. And then her body, her... Uh, her thighs and her arm are perfectly contrasted by the dark body of water that's uh, immediately behind her. And then you get the, the lights from the buildings that are um, sort of framing her uh, from the left and on, on top of the frame. And I just felt that it has all the things that I'm kind of looking for in my own shot It has interesting lighting. It has great setting. And then it has the gesture. It has that telling moment. And, uh, as much as I liked some of the other images, I felt that this one really stood out because it had all three of the elements. I think a lot of the other pictures had two of the three, but this was the, the only one that I felt that really made use of all three and, and very effective.
0: Yeah, it was a beautiful shot. It could have just been taken out of an old movie. Did you? It, to me, that was uh, it was so cinematic a, a, as well. So I really, really liked it. It was one of my favorites. I had four really close uh, first choices. And my winning shot, I kept going back to the, this one was by Justin Cliff and it's a picture of a man taken in London. He looks like he's on a track, or maybe on a running track or something, because there are lines. And then there is a light coming from the streetlights, it looks like, it, but only illuminates part of the track, and then his head and his face. The rest is in deep shadows, and I really like that. Not only I like the minimalism in this image, because that's Kind of thing I, I I like to shoot myself, but I like that we have some deep shadows, and I find that at night street photography, uh, a lot of time photographers try to um, bring too much out of the shadows, too much detail, and uh, and it distracts from the mood of the nighttime, and uh, and I feel like yes, we have the slider to bring out the shadows, but we should not use those for nighttime street photography because we need to let the sh- the the shadows fall where they they should and um and i like to have some really deep dark areas in my street shots so uh, don't be afraid to keep those images you know exposed as they they should be don't try to to bring out too much detail and that's really why this image particularly st- stood out but there were a lot of a lot of good shots um please um Try again uh, and enter the next one. Um, so we pick usually two winners, and both—I um, think it's Jan or Jan Lipton and Justin Cliff—will each receive an ebook from our friends at Rockynook.com. Congratulations! Okay, next street challenge, and this will be all about light. Um, and it's, it's, I'm glad that IbarionX is on the show today because that's really one of the things that we discussed at length during our workshop together in LA and our participants really paid attention to the, to the light and not be afraid of using, you know, the harsh sunlight at at noon. So, um, look for the light source and then look for the right subject. IbarionX, what tips could you give about this new challenge about light
1: I think that the the real key to uh, observing light is pay attention to what's happening with the shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, that tells you a lot about the light. If you're getting really strong, stark shadows, then you know you're working with the direct um, sunlight and a really hard quality of light. If the if the shadows are very diffused, they're almost non-existent. Then you know you're working with a very diffused, soft quality of light, and that will kind of determine how you. Not only expose for for the scene, but how you use light relative to your subject. Uh, don't don't shy away from very hard, contrasty light. Um, bias the exposure for the highlights and let the like the shadows go to black as you as mm-hmm. you mentioned. Yeah, it can result in a really punchy, uh, great photograph. But mo- more importantly than anything else, look for the light first. Allow that to dictate where you walk to, and then. Try to find subject matter that allows you to take advantage of that quality of light, which whichever it may might may, may be.
0: Exactly. Yes. So, and, and look for any you know dappled light is beautiful. Just. Um, Sometime a building will, will reflect onto another surface or, or make lines through, through the, the sidewalk so you can have some... Be very creative. So there is no bad light really for street photography and I just wrote an article about that. But here the challenge is really to, to look for the light source first And then, then make your photograph. Find, wait for the interesting subject. Be well aware of what makes a good subject. Uh, pay attention to, to the gesture. Pay attention to the way they walk. And, um, and then just you know find the light source and then wait for the right subject. So it's quite a challenge, um, kind of an advanced one. But um, so please get up, go out there the next couple of weeks. Entries will close on April second. Um, if you have a recent image you want to enter. Go ahead and do that if that 's something you you 've done before and you're pretty confident if that 's something really new to you you 've never considered looking for a light source and then and then making a, a stronger street photograph because of that light source and waiting for the right subject, then please make that a challenge and and a great learning experience so go out there this week and next and uh, and get that great shot and uh, Please enter only one image and um, you can enter. The, um, in the comment section for episode number 26 this episode good luck
1: and there's a shameless plug my first book was yes. change the light <laughs> improving your photography with available light so i taught in that whole book that's what i talk about about seeing light using light becoming aware of light to improve your your photography so if people are really interested in terms of being able to use light in any type of photography not just street photography uh, that's out there in- yeah uh,
0: i will i will put the the link and it's in one of my uh top photography book list um chasing the light by Ibarian X perello so i highly recommend it and uh you can still probably get it before you hit the streets for this challenge so i'll put it, the link on the show notes thank you um the pick of the week segment now Ibarian X. what did you pick for our listeners this week
1: well, I'm revisiting a book that was um, written by a friend of mine, and I think a friend of yours, Steve Simon.
0: Oh yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the the passionate photographer: ten steps towards becoming great.
0: He's um, also on my top <laughs> top five books, along yeah. next to yours. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I think it's just a great book about seeing, about developing as a photographer. I think to there's so many people who have been shooting for a while, and they get to the point where they get stuck. And they feel like they don't know whether they're making any progress or whether they're getting any better. And I think this is one of the rare books out there that goes beyond simply teaching you some new technique that you can practice. But really teaches you how to think about your own creativity, your own your own work, in a way that allows you to make progress that you can measure and that you can quantify so that you can feel like you're growing as an artist and as a photographer. So um, I heartily recommend this that, that book. And, and Steve uh he's just an amazing amazing photographer and teacher and i i don't hesitate to for people to check him out uh as, as soon as possible, if they haven't already.
0: Definitely, and actually, Steve promised me last week that he'll be on the show soon. So we'll just uh, oh. we'll just hit the streets of New York with him <laughs> on an upcoming Street Focus episode. But yeah, I, I I love the book, and it's really a book for all level. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or you've been doing this for thirty years. Um, it, it's just one of those books that you're going to read over and over again. I guarantee it. My pick is also a book and it's completely different it's called photograph photograph I can't say that photographic visions inspiring images and how they were made and it's a collection of 95 images curated by 1x.com published at, at Rocky Nook and it's all genres of photography from photographers from all over the world and each Photographed um, comes with information about the photographer, the vision, the story behind the shot, as well as details about the techniques and tools that they use to capture it. And it again, this will inspire photographers of all levels. And um, And, you know, those photographers are not well-known photographers, but they're from Diff- all different countries so that's in itself is very interesting and uh and again all different genres of photography and and uh you know even if you're a street photographer most of us shoot other things too um and I highly recommend it it's the second book actually I recommend that's uh, a little bit of in the same um same time one was why photographs work this one is a little bit different easier to read actually and very entertaining too so it's hard to put down I will put the link on the show notes. Great, Ibari um, next. Any announcement?
1: Uh, yeah, a couple of things. One, I've re- recently released in uh, a free ebook on street photography. It's called the, the Candid Frame on Street Photography, and it goes over some of the things we talked about today, and 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 practically all the stuff that we addressed together during during our workshop. And uh, all need, people need to do is just visit the and there they'll find a link for. Um, adding yourselves to my, our, our mailing list and you'll receive a copy of, uh, of this book. And it kind of shows people, um, well, it shares with people my approach and how I work out in the street. So I think, especially for those people who are beginning, I think it will be really helpful. But even for people who have been shooting out there for a while, uh, I think it will be interesting to see some other person's approach to, to street photography. And and the other thing is that I've been recording these videos on and releasing them on my YouTube channel, um, and I've been talking about street photography each week and discussing different aspects. Like the most recent uh, video that I released was talking about um, how to use color. It's not so much that the color is the subject matter, but as a characteristic element of, of the photograph. And people are, who listen to my show are submitting images to the Flickr pool that I've created on, on Flickr for the Candid Frame, and I pull from those images each week to help illustrate the points that I'm talking about in, in each week's video. So uh, links for all of that stuff people will find on, on the CandidFrame.com.
0: And I will link all this on the show notes of this episode. Ibariex, thank you so much for saving the day. <laughs> and, my and again, it was so much fun to uh, to run the workshop uh, with you in LA. It was my first time in LA, and uh, it was wonderful having you as a as a co uh, co leader and a guide. I really enjoy shooting shooting the streets of your city. It was was awesome.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure to have you. It was so much.
0: We'll have to do that again. Thank you. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. I would like to thank our sponsor, FreshBooks, for making this episode po- possible. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com street to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and to upload your image for the next Street Challenge, which is about light and entries close on uh, April 2nd. Please keep sending me guest suggestions, I'm always looking for talented and passionate street photographers who are working on cool projects. My name is Valérie Jardin and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab your camera and hit the streets!